This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're talking about Christian dating, Christian marriage, and what it takes to have a relationship that honors God and honors your partner. So stick around. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, where we talk about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversations about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. I'm Max Ehrman, and I'm here with Steve Orsillo and Vicki Orsillo, uh, pastors of the Father's House Church, and the phone that was supposed to be off is, is on, but that's all right. We can... We can change it. Um, in the meantime, list. in the meantime, I wanted to revisit last episode. Because oh, no, we, you don't. We no. ended off last no, episode. We don't. You want to sing nah. it again for us? No, no, Puff we don't know each other. Not that one. Not that one. He lives, lives by, by the sea. We can't start off a, pod, a Christian podcast with no. that song. Puff the Magic Dragon. No. Yeah, start with uh, My Bags It's an LSD song. My Bags are Packed. I'm ready to go. You know who yeah. said, you know who wrote that was John Denver. Did you know okay, that? Okay, yeah, it's funny hey, did you, you mentioned that. Did you know that John Denver wrote that? I would like you to point out that I'm, I'm wearing yeah. a. We tried a to Denver tell him last hat. week that John Denver wrote Max. it, and he just wouldn't listen. You argued. You said it was Peter, Paul, and Mary. <laughs> so what, do you, what got, was the matter with Why you, Max? did you want to bring up your greatest <laughs> yeah, failure? Yeah, like huh? you like to be wrong. Oh, talk about an ambush here. Ambush. Well, I we wore my Denver coming. Nuggets hat today. I'm from Denver, and I said, "Well, you should be used to it. They get ambushed all the time." Even on a jet plane, <laughs> they almost never win. John Denver, and and they said they grilled me. Grilled. Go back and listen to the last five minutes of episode 53, and I got <laughs> grilled them. because Peter, Peter Paul, Paul, and Mary sang it. That's they what made they it said. They made it. And popular. I said, "Wasn't that John Denver?" And and Steve said. That? Steve no. said, I quote, wow, you had a chance to hit it out of the park oh, and quotes. you missed. Oh, Steve but you did that. miss because he didn't make it famous. No, who I said, it? who wrote it? <laughs> oh, we had no, to you didn't. Yeah, you, he did. No, you didn't. Well, but, well I've go got listen. some evidence. We'll go back. You Maybe go back we'll and make sure yeah, you're going to have to prove it to me. Maybe we'll go back. I did not expect <laughs> these two are bickering uh, before we start. I thought you'd be easy prey when yeah. and I hit record and you guys just Turn both a- ambushed me. <laughs> <laughs> we turned on you. You thought, oh, this is going to oh, be good. I, love I did it. not I see that one. I love color. it around here. Oh, man. <laughs> I guess you learned something new. So John Denver wrote Rest in peace, leaving, on a, leaving on a jet plane. Uh, which is a little bit of a foreshadowing of his untimely demise. And then Peter, Paul, and Mary made it famous. John Denver wrote a lot of songs. He did. Yeah. So very talented man. <laughs> oh, thank God I'm a country boy. Oh, yep. yeah. That's yeah. what got to be on one the of griddle. your griddle. Yeah. That must be one of Max's favorites. I like that song. <laughs> yeah. Cakes on the griddle. I wasn't yep. a country boy until I lived 10 years in the middle of nowhere in Canada. And now you're a country boy. Life ain't now, nothing now but a funny, funny riddle. Thank God I'm a country boy. Woo! Yep. Yeah, that's a real classic one right there. So now that we've cleared the air John on, Denver. on John Denver and who, once who again. who was right and who was wrong. Right. I don't know if the air is clear. It feels a little bit less <laughs> clear than it was You can be wrong if you want to. A little smoggy. You know, we're allow, we allow you to be wrong whenever you want to be. <laughs> now that that's all, all done. Yeah. What's, uh, I'll put it under this rug here. We'll yeah, just there you go. slide it under. Slide it under the rug. What's going under on the with blood you? Of Jesus. Yeah, what's going on with you guys? We got a church renovation happening. Steve's finger is on the mend, hopefully. What else is new? Oh, the property's being developed and getting ready for a wedding. Okay. Um, just the love of Jesus Christ is just evident in our life everywhere we look. People that's are sorry. That's what we like. We look around at people like all of you. 
in our life and we just wonder how we got so fortunate that's right. what that's what's going on in our life that's great we, we just look around at all the all the blessings we're looking forward to the corona revival the corona I believe revival. Gonna, they're gonna yeah. from not the from revival now. of the corona beer no, no. company no, revival jesus revival called the corona revival okay. of 2000 yep. what is this 2020 yeah 2020 from years yeah. from now Where people are going to talk about clearly. i got saved in the corona revival yeah uh, when, uh, when the world went crazy okay. tried yeah. to Tried to blow itself up. We found Jesus. We yeah, it's, found it's like, Jesus. It feels like I what they call, uh, speaking of airplanes crashing, when an airplane crashes and they can't explain why, they call it overcome by events. There's just too many things happening yeah. all at the same time. It's kind of what 2020 has felt like so far, <laughs> right? It's like, oh, we can deal with that one. We can deal with that one. We can deal with that one. But they all hit in like, uh, like March, April, May, June, so, right at the same time. You're like, mm, yeah, it's, it's and plus tough. we put Jordy's uh, untimely demise in that. Oh with us. yeah, it's That's just been, been punch. it's been rolling with the punches, but the punches have been coming gut, in. It's gut. it's like the the punching bag, the speed bag, <laughs> and so far planet Earth has been and a speed it, bag. It, and it, it unhooked from the. Uh, the, what it was hooked onto and hit right in the face, basically, <laughs> yeah, right? You're hitting the, exactly. the speed bump. What are you looking at me like that for? We're talking about marriage day. You yeah. got to act like you like I me. totally am lost. There we yeah, go. okay, well. Vicky started, we, started we, talking, and I got lost. He took I a fell nap. asleep right he then. Yeah. This, I have no idea what the two of you are talking about. That's a great segue, Vicky. Yeah. We like, are going to be... <laughs> we're going to be talking about marriage today. Love and marriage. And, uh, and it's kind of interesting. So we've been running with this format with the two of you guys exclusively on the oh uncommon boy. truth and we've seen our listenership go up because people love listening to you guys together. really yep even have, steve what steve <laughs> even likes even I think, they like to listen to steve oh I, oh they oh. they like to listen steve to both does of like you. to listen she's a little confused steve does like to listen yes yeah, steve In goes back mind, and funny. listens um so our our listeners out there and our new viewers on youtube have gotten a chance to get to know you guys and kind oh of oh boy um, it, the cool thing is the two of you are the same whether we're recording <laughs> and not, except for that ambush there. <laughs> Which that got you. me a little bit. Wow, we turned. would ambush you off the air just but like we would on the air. I don't know what you're talking about. How is that excluded? Right was into face was How like, is that excluded from the conversation? I thought this would be oh, wonderful. You two good going thing, after each other. Good thing most of the cameras are pointed at you two, yeah. and, and this one over here is pointed <laughs> at the back of my head. You're like. So that even that probably blushed. Yeah, it was, but, it was, it was red. Um, I thought this this time, about 10 episodes into having both of you guys on the show, I thought it'd be a good time to talk about marriage oh, and boy. specifically Christian marriage and, and what it looks like compared to the rest of the world. We've been going, going around uh, talking about how the church has kind of been relegated to this non-essential position, right? We've been told we're non-essential and we we kind of, kind of came to the conclusion that it's because we've acted non-essential, really good. right? Yeah. And um, we've also talked about how little difference there seems to be between ourselves as Christians in, in the broader church uh, and the culture, mm-hmm. right? And so we, we've had a few episodes about the necessity of being salt and light. And so when it comes to marriage and just relationships in general, I just wanted to know, like, how did that play out? And so that's what we're going to be talking talking about today. So the first question is, are we, are we as Christians leading culture? Are we following culture or are we just sort of flailing around? Well, that's a Steve question. That's it? a Steve that question. That is right off the bat a Mr. Steve or Silo question. Yeah, so let me think about this. I'm going to no, just fall no, asleep. The, the honest no, truth, yeah, I'm going to bore you to death right now. I actually would like you to fall asleep. I might say some things you don't like. <laughs> Maybe I get a word in edgewise. Aren't is that you what you're feeling, saying? Are you feeling sleepy right now? Yes. I don't know. Are you talking? Um, yeah. 
So uh, can oh, you repeat man. the question? Yeah. So <laughs> thanks, Vicki. You're welcome. I was, uh, I was wondering, so as Christians, are we leading culture in marriage? Like, are, are people following us or are we following the culture? Or is it something in between, like we're just flailing around? I think that more of us are following the culture than leading the culture. Okay. I think that there's this uh, worldwide um, move towards matriarchal control of the family unit. That means a uh, woman-led. That means the mom-led. Mom mm -hmm. is in control and leading. And um, though I don't believe in the subservience of women, I believe in a partnership. I, I, I don't think that men's voices going away. Uh, I think there's whole nations that the men have no voice. We had people from a nation here on a P61 trip and the man at the fire, he just started weeping. He goes, you, you men are, you men are still men. You're allowed to be, you're allowed to be men. You're allowed to be masculine and, and you're not put down for it. And he was weeping. Yeah. And are. so I asked the people he was here, like 55 years old. yeah. And I asked the people here from that country, I go, is, is he just rare? And they said, oh no. What he's saying is everywhere. My mom, her mom, his mom. The the dads just kind of fade back hmm. as working suppliers, you know. Yeah. And they, and they don't have much authority. And I'm I'm thinking that most Christians are going in that direction because churches have been kind of like the men quit trying to lead churches. There's a real epidemic of the men falling back in the church and the women going forward. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the the purists want to say that women aren't supposed to lead. Well, what are the what do you do when no one else is left to lead? And so it's a dilemma that doesn't really have a, a finger to point in fault. Right, because the men men are sort of abdicating roles a little bit, and right. and women are sensing a vacuum in leadership. Correct. And, yeah, and they, so it's not they, it's not like women are trying to seize control no. of the no. church, and it's not like somebody's got to lead. It's just kind of happening, right? I've noticed yeah. in certain places that the women now don't want to give up their role but quite often in counseling when a marriage comes to crisis and and there's been this lack of partnership and there's been this no leadership from the man no standing up to be a man and to be a priest over the household to be a spiritual leader of his mm -hmm. household you'll you'll hear the woman will cry when i expose it Women just cry. I so longed for this. And sometimes it's like my next counsel is you have to, if you're going to want him to step up, you have to make a void for him to step into. Mm -hmm. And you, and your habit is your, your, your pattern is that you take over everything. You boss, you run, you push, you don't step back and let him lead on anything. And it's just not going to happen. This partnership's not going to happen. without. It's, you want, you want him to do it all. But now you guys have this pattern where you're going to have to change your pattern as well for him to be able to change his. And I think that this culture of Christianity, what we're doing in the church is we're following that. The world is doing this. Okay. Masculinity is wrong. It's called toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. And femininity, you know, the, the, the claim that the glass ceiling and the unequal pay um, has gone on so long that when it was going on, it was extremely unfair and not right. I believe it's going on less and less and less and less, but the division and the polarization of male and female is widening. It's not getting better. It's, it's getting worse. And so in the world, a man trying to lead is looked upon like 
you know, you, you, abusive. you're abusive. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, you're way out of line and the church is just going along with it. Right. And men are need to be called back to leadership of what is the man's role. I believe in my marriage, I've always felt Vicky had a wonderful and awesome role and I'd follow her anywhere in it. show. she had free reign, you know, I've never withheld money or tried to keep her off the checkbook or out. You know, you, mm-hmm. it's yours, you know, just keep in mind, you know, the bills are coming kind of thing, yeah. you know, and, and she had this great leadership role and I never interfered with it. And then I had mine and she never interfered with it. It wasn't until we saw a little bit of catastrophe that there started to be a lack of trust and we had to work on that. We never even worked on it. We never even had a blip on the radar because we had a really strong idea partnership that you do these things and I don't question it and I do these and you don't question it. And uh, so it, I believe that's what marriage is supposed to be. I lived my life. I worked myself half to death and would come home tired every night and she would take care of me. And she would take her all the things I needed to go back and work. And I had my role. She had her role with the kids. And and she would save things for me. You need to talk to your daughter. She's doing these things. And, you know, she'd save them for mm-hmm. me. And that was my role, disciplinarian. And she she mostly would leave it to me. And, and it, uh, throughout the day, she would do the small things, the timeouts and everything. But even that, we never, ever even had to. We never took a class, read a book. It was just a natural. I live my life for her. Yeah. And when I would get home after a whole day with the kids, she would put her life out there for me. And it's I believe marriage is you serve you serve your spouse and you try with all your heart to make their life fulfilled and wonderful. You serve them. You bring them what you are, who you are. I go to work and I, I know she can back me up on this. Never once in my life did I withhold anything from her and uh, or come home and demand anything in in the household mm-hmm. i didn't need to nor did i ever i never looked for a weakness to try to try to gain some ground and i think today that christian marriages really do just float along with the world and you float with the world and you're going to end up with one upside down miserable man and a very miserable woman. She doesn't want to be in that role deep in her psyche. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to have all that control. And she doesn't want to make all those decisions generally. Uh, not uh, obviously there's exceptions, but that's generally when you, you come to fix that for her, she's just so relieved. But then she's got a habit she can't get over. And again, the world is doing this on a huge scale. The fatherless home the, we, you got to have a mother, but you don't necessarily got to have a father. And if your mother leaves, your grandmother takes over. And I mean, there's so many grandmothers raising their grandkids. Because yeah, especially around here. To yeah. t- almost zero grandfathers raising their grandkids. Mm-hmm. It's a true, there's a true picture. There's a, there's a hole in the wall. There's, a, the, there's the path of least resistance in our world right now is everything mother, everything mother control, woman control. Everything elevating women, promoting women. And um, in all societies that have done that, it comes full circle to worshiping femininity. Hmm. In all different ways, history has shown all different empires have ended up worshiping femininity. And we're headed that way. And the church, the question was about the church. Well, are we, are we leading the way? We are 100% not. It's very hard 
to get people to do marriage God's way. In my opinion, building a friendship, you know, the minute a couple meet and they go have sex or they get physical kissing, they've just blown their ability to become friends. Hmm. Well, but, I wanted to get into that actually because marriages come from dating relationships, right? right. And uh, I wanted to just really quick go into dating relationships in Christianity and uh, ask kind of the same question. W what are we doing as Christians with dating relationships? Is it any different than the dating we see in the rest of the world? Well, I just want to just back up for one second to clarify sure. what he said, because it, it could be misunderstood. Um, you know, lots of times it's a male-dominated marriage, and the woman is a, a you know, because in Christianity it's submission, you know, a wife, you know, submit, you know, to your husband as, mm -hmm. you, you know, you submit to Jesus and stuff. And But the truth is it, it becomes a just a patriarchal society where it's we, we all serve the father. And the mother has no role, no say, no life. Um, the truth is, in Christianity, it's it really is 100%. You give 100%. You make the way we say it, see it, see it, and say it is that Jesus is on the throne of your life, and then your spouse is next, mm -hmm. and then your kids, and then everyone else, and then you. So in Christ, in the Christianity circle, I've seen many women beaten down by their husbands. Yeah. Um, insecurity. Insecurity, lack of. Um, lack of just giving his life away and, you, and you're there to serve me because you need to submit to me and that's, that's like not a, a what he's saying fear at all of being controlled right no. correct so the, the husband mm. is very controlling okay so and and the wife can be very controlling so there's right. there, neither one of them are correct and um but in christianity oftentimes a husband will he gets a misunderstanding <clears throat> or has women issues and he says submit to me and once a man says submit to you, you probably should run, honestly, because that's like a red flag. You know, if you're de if you're demanding submission, it's probably a very unhealthy way to do it. Yeah. So I just want to, and, 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 you know, and you won't get submission. No. Right. That'll you, guarantee you won't get slave. submission. You'll get, slave. You'll get, you'll get a different yeah. thing. You'll, you'll get, get slavery. Slavery. And, you know, and since 1970, we're old enough to be around since the women's movement. You know, mm -hmm. I am woman, hear me roar. Helen Reddy, um, uh, and it's it's done a lot of damage. I think it's done a lot of good, also. I think we were very patriarchal, um, and I think the women women in the Christian church needed to rise up. Steve and I have a very. If you come, you'll know that I'm not a shrinking violet, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's. Or that's, if you watch the the podcast yeah, or anything, yeah, yeah, anything. If you if you're around us at all, you know it's. And that's the credit to him as he was allowed me to be strong, like he was saying. Um, we there's many many places in our marriage where i lead mm -hmm. i mean we would never go on a vacation if it wasn't for me <laughs> we would never have people over if you came over you know there's just so many yeah. things you would never get a card or you know nothing there's all kinds of places where i know it's my gifting he allows me to be gifted and i speak into his life mm -hmm. and there's a correction both ways you know and, and it's sometimes you go at it with two you know two the horns locked and mm -hmm. you just got to work it out I'd yeah. like to, let me let me say this. I believe that the truly submitted woman, when a, a woman is submitted biblically to to a man who is right, yeah. that woman has way more power yes. than any other woman around. Correct. Hmm. That submission to the right kind of man who Correct. is who is looking to also be submitted his life to Jesus Christ. You can trust me to be a Christian. You can trust me to hear God. That means you'll be treated wonderfully. She's well loved. Yeah, well loved, well and protected. she has she has so much power. Yep, it's never a power trip 
the submission. Or it's it's, it's the trip. man is expected to lay his life down as Christ laid his life down for the church, and the woman is expected to submit. And that causes the woman to be more powerful, not less. That's more right. more gift her giftings to be seen more, not less. Anyway, I just wanted to add uh, that. What I love, and I know on. you asked a question and we haven't got to it yet, but that's right. What I see at the father's house and the marriages here is very strong women, very strong, very strong leaders, and very. And so the I think we talked about last week. The husband has to sometimes he's way behind her in um, spiritual maturity. He has to start sprinting to kind of get around her a little bit so he can protect her. Hmm. And uh, I see really healthy marriages at the father's house with strong men and women leaders because the truth is, if a man is not strong. If Steve wasn't strong, I would just I would lead like he's talking about, and it would be unhealthy in every area. I would control, be controlling, and lead, and I would lead. And if so, it's it, it's biblically the Lord wants the man to be the priest of the home. And and a strong Christian marriage is where they both are well loved and well protected, and they both submit one to another. Mm-hmm. And I am great because my husband's loved me. I am. If you would know me in the twenties, you would not recognize who I was today. Because, believe it or not, I was not confident, mm. and uh, you know, and I didn't know my mind. And honestly, we laugh about it. It was pretty much back then. It was anything Steve said. It was was my thought, and he probably liked it back then. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then around the thirties, because he loved me so well, you know, it's seven, eight years. I started and thirties too. I started knowing my mind a little bit more mm-hmm. and becoming a confident woman. But today, in my sixties. I pretty much can conquer almost any mountain put in, put in front of me because yeah. of, because of love of, of Steve and knowing who I am. Mm-hmm. So and now you can. I, you know, I just wanted to back up because I did. I want to make sure. No, we, that's we voice that's that. very good because um, I know you guys. I know your heart, but people listening yeah. might be listening for the first time to hear some of this stuff. It's pretty. That's why we call it the uncommon truth, correct. right? Because it's not. It's not things that really are politically correct to talk about. It's not really things that most churches talk about. Uh, but it is this is a subject that people this affects people's daily oh, life so much. and and really like a marriage is something that Jesus used he talked about marriage uh, and the New Testament talks a lot about marriage as kind of like a symbol of how you relate to God right mm-hmm. and uh, Jesus calls the church his bride so if we're not if we're not understanding marriage we're probably misunderstanding a lot of a lot of the New Testament right. and what it takes to be Christians right That's right so such a popular it's such a important conversation in the Christian church because, like I said, I've been a Christian 41 years, and I've seen some really dysfunctional uh, marriages because of the control of the husband, the improper control, or the control of the uh, mm-hmm. improper control of the, of the wife. Right. So it's really a dance. And so you're saying that just because you're a Christian doesn't mean your marriage is going to be perfect? Absolutely, no. correctly, 100%. Christian 100%. divorce rate is so high now. Yeah. I went ahead and looked up the numbers. It's exactly the same. There's not uh, a the difference. The last, last study in uh, the Barna group, which is studies specifically faith groups and, and compares to culture. Wow. Exactly the same. Wow. That's so, tragic. Um, yeah, it's it's like what's what's happening here when we know the stats with fatherlessness and yep. what happens. So sad. Um, so and selfish. And yet it's still, it's still going on. Yeah, the divorce rate is based on selfishness, yeah. Period. Period. And there's a lot of other things tied with with divorce. Um, 
I think was it in the 70s that or uh, 80s that no fault divorce passed the Supreme Court. You can just decide to get divorced. We're not right? going to even venture a guess because you've been right last time. Okay. So we're going to go well, ahead with the we'll 80s. S- we'll right? say somewhere You're around right. there. Maybe maybe as late as the early 90s. I Whatever can't you say. Whatever you say. You're well, the you're that Wikipedia. You know, you know I'm going to go back at the oh, end yeah, of the show that. and we'll look. So we and don't I'll want next, you next week, the next so. one to say, well, I was right. And they were wrong. Well, I mean, I, I probably, I think I've been cured for that as uh, as we ambushed you. Yeah, the good. ambush. Maybe next time <laughs> we I don't won't, agree on anything. I right? won't let our producers <laughs> Yos and Luke in on the secret, so they they, they don't let it out. Yeah, I let uh, Yos know at the end of last week's episode about John Denver. And, oh, he came right up to and me. He came on to you guys Friday and morning said, and told me I was. Oh, wrong. you sent me a text. Yeah, I you, did, but you guys never like responded. Within ten so. seconds, I never responded. Because we want to ambush you. Yeah. I never respond to texts. Remember, he doesn't respond. Right. Oh, boy. Right. I love the Lord. Well, so, Vicky, you said something about dating relationships. Yeah. Um, and, or you said something about the marriages that, that are here at the yes. Father's house. Yes. And our marriage came, like, we were married before we came here, but there's a lot of people here that met and dated, and, and the two of you guys counseled the couple, and now they have a strong marriage. Well, I guess Steve counseled the couple. He doesn't want um, me there. I don't know why. But now, now we see the strong marriages that come yes. from that. And I want to know what's the difference between dating in the world sense and and dating in in the father's, discipleship. Father's well, house. The father's sense, house or? is totally different than anywhere else I know. Okay, so tell me about so it. So we're back to chaperoning. We're back to uh, uh, <laughs> accountable dating, which mm-hmm. is you got to be accountable for every time you're with that and girl. These are the people that come to you and say, "I want a marriage like you." Yeah. So I'm going to do. I'm going to yeah. do it like you say. Right? Will you help? Yeah. Yeah. It's only will you help? We don't. If you're going to our church or not and you, you're yeah. dating someone, we're not going to say you need to do it this way. It's only the people who say, I like so-and-so's marriage. I've seen that. I've seen the fruit of these marriages mm-hmm. and I want, I like this girl. Will you help me yeah. walk me through this? That's a good clarification. Right. So yeah. they come and they say, I kind of like this girl or the girl says whichever. And I say, then what you got to do is you, you find out where she's going to be. Like there's so many different gatherings, you know, game mm-hmm. night, we're having a pizza night, we're having yep. a movie night, bonfire night, yeah, yep. bonfire, mm-hmm. and you just make sure you're in the same same look general vicinity as her and get to know her, listen to her talk, watch her, watch you know, watch, go over and say hi to her and be friends and just for, for and it's a considerable amount of time, it's months mm-hmm. of just putting yourself in that position. Almost always the girl comes to me and said, I notice Luke is paying more attention to me. You know, like <laughs> I noticed so-and-so is paying Shout attention to Erica. me. It's yeah. kind of seems like he, he kind of likes me is, and I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to Have do? You put him up to this. Yeah. So I usually ask them, you know, is there interest? I mean, are you, is your interest peaked? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then we go and then they say, uh, they go and they ask the guy, asked the girl, you know, are you interested? I, I'm interested in you more than a friend. Mm-hmm. And so I'd like to, you know, ask you if you want to be my girlfriend. And she says yes. And they come to me and we talk about kind of the rules of campus dating. Yeah. Here, here we're not going to have sexual immorality on the camp. Mm-hmm. So we, we set up a system of rules about where they can be. They can never be in a car alone. They can never be in a room, a house alone. You know, there's always yeah. got to be a third party. And when they're alone, they got to be under the lights, out in plain view. Anybody could walk around the corner or anybody can see them. Mm-hmm. And so they're alone a lot. And it goes on for six months or so. And they don't hold hands. They don't kiss. They don't do anything physical. It's building a friendship based on an agreement that we like each other. Yeah. And it's, it's remarkable what they, I mean, what do you do? 
if you're not kissing and you're not holding hands and you're not talking about your future together, what do you do? You know, Luke could come over and tell us, what do you do? You have conversations. You mm -hmm. actually talk to each other and you base this, the very foundation of this relationship, if it were to ever go to marriage, with they had to talk to each other. Yeah. If you counsel uh, people yeah. who are had trouble in their marriages, it's almost always a communication problem. Mm -hmm. So we start with communication, not sex. As soon as someone has sex, they don't talk anymore. I mean, they don't talk the same if Is they that don't. What if, happened to us? If no, if they don't have a foundation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If, if, if they, wow, we went there. If they don't have a foundation kidding, of talking, you know, if they aren't friends, they've just kind of blown the ability to ever become friends. Mm -hmm. So this. So makes it a lot harder yeah. to yes. work back and to each that. thing yeah. like it's you know i really want to tell her i love her so before we can do that you have to sit down and talk about your past we have people with some horrendous oh past mm -hmm. you know and we have some people that have no past when it comes to relationships and so they share all these things to make sure before they move into the physical nature of a relationship and i'm telling you touching hands for a guy that's been having to walk with a girl for three or four months and not been able to touch her and hold hands or anything that first handhold is, I mean, it completely changes the world, especially if you've liked her that long. Mm -hmm. And so then they, they start that kind of thing where they're holding hands. He puts his arm around her. They sit next to each other. They're talking. They're saying, I mean, they're now talking about liking each other, you know, and moves on into, I want to say I love her. And I want to tell her, okay, well, if you guys have talked about your past and you don't have any problem with where he's been, prison and all the things he's done in life, mm -hmm. you're willing to let those, you know, you're willing to have Born that again. baggage with you. That's his experience. And is your experience. You've shared them then uh let's move forward and they start you know they they come they they've started making it an event where they go down by the lake say i love you you know hold hands mm. look into their eyes almost like a proposal but it's usually an engagement uh, lots of times it's engagement yeah it? sometimes and then and then a little more time goes they start kissing and you, you really got to keep asking well how are you handling kissing because the guy just goes banana boats he goes nutcase <laughs> you know and the girl is pretty starstruck too and it's just a wonderful step-by-step movement into a marriage they're allowing other people into mm -hmm. basically to make sure that they're safeguarded that right? they're pure and they and they will they'll tell you man they there there's no safeguards i mean that could they they if we weren't doing this they would just be absolutely crazy mm -hmm. we i've even had a poly purebred girl that never ever had kissed or ever anything just it's like a drug it comes over me i'm so glad we're out in the open i don't i yeah. don't know i wouldn't be able to stop him if we were in private Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of funny. Uh, it's like a drug. I mean, like, uh, that's what, kind of what I was telling you. When you approach love correctly, it's like a drug. And, and it's towards this uh, end where they finally propose and start to plan their wedding. And we start having counseling sessions. And we, we have six or seven counseling sessions about uh, the difference between males and females and and what what's expected of you as, a, as in in the and these are the, people that you've actually known both of them for a long time I've it's right. not just like no, hey can, right. can you yeah. do our wedding and then we'll yeah, have six I or seven counseling I, sessions no i don't do those and i don't uh do dating for people i don't know mm -hmm. but i walk them through this whole thing every time they're alone they text me they tell me we're alone the and when they're done the being does. alone the guy does when yeah. they're done being alone they let me know they're not alone anymore mm -hmm. and it's just accountability somebody knows we're here and they make it to the wedding without failure and without sexual immorality. Amazing. And they come to the wedding, and, and every single time a miracle occurs, the two become one flesh. We, mm. In our weddings, we ask, is it God's will that you get to married? And, or is, what's the reason you're getting married? Is it love or is it God's will? Mm -hmm. Hopefully it's both. 
But the most important one is God's will for your life. Is it God's will for your life to marry this person? And they, they always say yes. All of them have said yes so far anyway. And so then they go into marriage and I tell them tomorrow morning, you're going to feel different because of the way you did this, the process you used to get here. Yeah. And they're always shocked because, you know, they never did dating, especially the guys in the world, the guys from LRM and them. They never did dating like this. It was always first night they met them, they're in bed with them and, and, and they have a relationship for a month and then they break up because they're miserable. And, and because they went all the way first, they never had a chance to even learn how to talk. And so I have to tell you, it's a hundred percent success rate in people coming back to me and saying, I am so fortunate that I submitted to this process oh, of dating. That you, yeah. And I, I feel so much more equipped to have a relationship, a member of the opposite gender, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's shocking. I tell them tomorrow morning, you're going to feel different. Me and Vicky went to Hawaii and kind of intersected with a honeymooning couple recently. I'd done their wedding last Saturday week about eight nine days later we were having lunch with them in honolulu and i just said okay i want you to sh share with me how you felt and the young woman she just nailed it she just said i'm so shocked to find out that all my life i've never been whole i am i am completed by this marriage for the first time in my life i feel like a complete person that mm. i'm cap my capabilities are expanded I have a confidence. All the things I've always known I could do, now I have a confidence that I can do them. That's right. I was stunned because her, her words put together were exactly what I was trying to tell them all. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow morning it's going to be we. You're going to feel different. You're going to feel connected because in this wedding ceremony, God did such an incredible miracle. That's right. He made the two become one. You are knit together. Your soul, it's like he had a knitting needle and he knitted you together, sewed you together at the soul. And your souls are forever knit together. That's when Jesus says, let no man tear asunder. Mm -hmm. That's what it means. Just let no man tear those souls apart ever yep. again, right? You have something? I just, I like the I like the weddings. I like the marriages. I like the courtship here at the Father's house. I mean, you know, there's only two things going to happen. You start dating someone, you're either going to get um, break up or you're going to get married. Mm -hmm. There's no other options. And so if it doesn't work out you haven't invested any of um physical nature you know yeah, you just yeah. you take it so slow and that's why we take it so slow we've had a few of those um for a better lack of a better word false starts where they just said you know you know and it's hard really it's hard out. for one or the other but yeah. they're still here and they they are some not destroyed they're not destroyed and they've gone on to find, find out who god has for them that's right and i love i love um sometimes steve will go to the man and it's always the man who's being accountable because we we believe the man needs to pursue um and uh he'll say to him so you and you and so and so broke up and they're like we didn't break up and he goes well you haven't gone out you haven't texted me so i just presumed that you probably broke out you, you haven't been alone up. with her in a while you haven't been alone and the guy starts laughing and of course he's it's, it's a point well taken you yeah. are not good with your accountability and steve's watching mm -hmm. and it's good for papa bear to be watching over yeah you know the prized possession of his of his daughters and we really do look at these girls as daughters and sons mm -hmm. but we're going to protect the woman and i look at the marriages now there's you know i mean there, there was a marriage that was i think amy and sean are like almost 20 and jordan and steph were getting tw towards 20 and 17 and yeah and and the people coming behind them and and they have their friends yeah. they're friends and they yeah. love jesus and they're giving their life away and they get it you know we're 41 years almost almost 41, 41 years yeah. in a few days actually in a few days yeah um we're gonna have a dj for our anniversary 
Yeah, mm-hmm. your grandson. Grandson, yeah. Oh. So Will, what a yeah. gift. Yeah, he's a cutie. So um, I thought you meant we're gonna have a DJ and dance. That would be nice. Oh, that'd be fun. Disc jockey. Did you want to marry me again? Should oh, we do I, a wedding? I would love to marry Let's you. Let's do again. it. You guys all heard that. We're gonna do another wedding. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll do the premarital counseling. I'll do the premarital counseling. I don't think I want that. I'll tell you what. This time I'll do it right though. So that's. I wanted to ask you a little bit, just quickly. What's what are some stories of, of like, how you've grown in this? Because you didn't just happen to walk into a perfect marriage. You didn't have, you didn't have a father's house in your life growing up. We did not have Steve Orsillo and Vicky Orsillo in our life. So, but your marriage is great now. How did that grow? So, we really were buddies. I mean, when when we met, I was fifteen and she was fourteen. We have the same set of cousins at a wedding, and so she's there, came with her cousins, and they happen to be my cousins. So we start cousins at all. No blood. No blood. So we start talking, Mm -hmm. and immediately, I mean, it was like it was 15 seconds. Her and I were best friends, Mm -hmm. and that's you know we got married when we're 20, almost 23. Um, And to be fair, I was almost 16. I think a couple days from being 16 when we met. And so we got married a couple days. I was 21, days. almost 22. You were 22, almost 23. Yeah, so I was 22. So you can do the math. That's six years later um, we're married. But we wrote letters. We didn't have this chaperoning thing. And if Probably I Probably should have sometime. Well, in my – me, I would have I blown it completely. It was Vicky who made it so we didn't blow it. And, um, but, you know, but all of it was was just friendship we we went to that same cousin's wedding a few years later in Idaho. We intersected again. She lived across the country. Mm-hmm. You know, first she lived in Chicago and I lived in Sacramento and then she lived in Spokane. Both both too far for a weekend trip. Yeah. So we just wrote. I would call from time to time and it was just this friendship, always this immediate friendship. And so that's where I learned. I mean, I honestly I was sitting in my our aunt's living room. I was staying at the aunt's house. Vicky comes to visit her aunt over to see me because I'm there with our cousins and I'm looking across the room and it just dawns on me. What other human on earth have I ever had such instant friendship and liked this much as a human being and, and also felt this incredible feeling. I suddenly mm. realized that I've always loved her, but didn't really know what love was. So didn't know what it felt like, but because we were such instant friends, just, it was such an easy relationship. And that's where I learned this. Uh, over the years, I'm counseling people. I mean, I don't, they, I don't want to tell people what to do. I don't want to do this kind of stuff. And yet God called me to it, so I better get better at it. And so I really used our template. I didn't read any books. I just looked at it and said, if this girl comes and starts making out with you and you break up with her, even though you didn't go all the way, she feels she's been robbed. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a tearing on a girl. Yeah. Guys is like you just wash your mouth with, you know, rag and it's over. You just rinse your mouth out and it's over. You forget the you forget immediately. Guys are so callous in this thing. But girls are giving themselves even in kissing, even in, you know, in hand holding. They're giving themselves. There's a connection. Mm-hmm. And so I realized, you know, that if once you start doing that, you stop connecting uh, on the friendship level, on the personality level to learn you don't even know each other if you don't do this well you need that building block first right and so we walk so that's where i designed this and Mm. started doing it and and it's been you know i mean i also have a live-in staff community of 100 people or more in full-time ministry living in this community 
there's no way to keep track of everybody. Yeah. And in most of these Christian communities in the 21st century, there's a lot of sexual immorality. There's a lot of pregnancy before marriage. There's a lot of, uh, they did not make it to their wedding day. Their honeymoon was not their first time, you know, being yeah, there's un, stats un, on that too. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty similar. Unclothed yeah. together. So few make it to the wedding without having been together. Mm-hmm. And here at the father's house church, we are pretty sure we've had zero, hmm. you know, wow. we've had zero f- failure. And I, I began to think, so some of those desires for me to help people, because I know if I was in their shoes, I'd want to be jumping in the girl's bed. Mm-hmm. It, back when I was that you know young kid full of vim and vinegar, and I saw this girl that was like va 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 voom, you know, like whoa, she got everything, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd want to sneak in, and so I I wanted to create an atmosphere that helped them win, helped them succeed. Now, when you interview the girls, how did it make you feel as a woman that this man? was not trying to take something from you before he was it was legal every one of them they just they're, they're shocked at how it made they would have not even known that they were going to feel this way yeah but they feel like wow i felt so protected and so respected i, I felt loved for me and who i am and i think i think that all of those things is what i'm aiming at hmm. when i started this process of accountable dating and it's kind of funny when we tell visitors, we, we practice accountable dating here. They think we're from Mars. They immediately start going with the cult thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, we want to help you not sin. Yeah. I, I definitely never want to create an atmosphere where sinning is easy or that it's, I'm, I'm, it's blasé, you yeah. know, that I don't care if you sin. I definitely care. My intention is to never sin again, and I'm trying to teach them to never sin, uh, to at least make it their intention to do right. Mm-hmm. So that's how we that's how we got better at this. That's how we built it is with and, and the idea of sons and daughters we shared about earlier, yeah. trying to make them be sons and daughters. Every father would treat them this way. Yeah. Every father should treat well, their I can't, children. That I can't way. even imagine. Oh, I got three daughters. daughters. Oh, yeah. You're that's going to be a rough oh, 10 boy. years right it's there. Gonna be. <laughs> that 10 year period of when they're 40 and they they're allowed to start dating. 40. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think you had a little bit earlier than that biological clock. If you we'll want get, grandkids, maybe we'll get that into. Yeah. Oh yeah, I do want grandkids. So you, yeah, so you're gonna have to move late. off the forty, bud. Yeah, right. Well, that may, I gotta say that for another episode. I'm not ready. F- I'm not ready <laughs> for just, that. It's crazy. You're, yeah, you got a Ooh. newborn. I don't think we gotta worry about grandkids. No. Let me let me no. just say something though, because um, I'm gonna be really really honest. Um, How about you don't? I'm kidding. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Would you please lie to us? No, I think there's some people who actually they're listening who did it wrong. Yeah. who are married and they did it wrong and um we did not have Stephen vicky in, in our in our um courtship and we got married in a fever hotter than a peppered sprout. hotter than a peppered sprout. and steve steve quoted to i know me, that's johnny cash that's johnny cash tell me steve quoted me quoted me the reason we should get married because it's better to burn marry than to burn with passion mm-hmm. and i was only christian a few months so i mean we made it but it was, you know, we, you, thank God yeah. our wedding was like July 8th. Let's just say that. It was tough, right? We were together. But there, Steve came back to me years later, and he said, I am so sorry that I didn't be the priest and didn't do what you needed me to do. Hmm. And I just started weeping because I'd only been a Christian two months, I, and I was holding the line. I knew, I knew what we needed to do. And, you know, and, and sex is a very powerful thing. 
it's you know it's the analogy of the fire in the fireplace is beautiful it yeah. warms you keeps you know it's a beautiful glow but once the fire the fire gets out of the fireplace it's just does so much damage mm -hmm. so he came back to me years later and i i mean i think probably 25 years later a lot I mean, of years a long time and i just started weeping and i had no idea that that was even in there so if you're hearing me and you guys have done it wrong and maybe you're Maybe your intimacy is not what you want it to be, or maybe your wife is not what you wanted her to be, or maybe your husband's not who you want him to be. Or your friendship just your isn't Your friendship there. isn't right. there, and, and, your, and your sex life is not what you want it to be. You know, if you're being convicted by this, you know, you might want to go to your husband or wife and just say, and, and for me, you know, he came to me because he's a priest at our home, and it made a difference in me. Hmm. It really made me feel settled in my identity. So we're being real. Yeah. And... Um, so we're just going to we're going to be real and what we you know we we've learned from the way we did it but it's so funny cuz like you know uh, your sister-in-law is dating right now and mm -hmm. and uh, Kevin just heard the story the other day about us cuz we were I got saved on May 2nd we were engaged by May 3rd 4th May 4th we were married by July 8th I okay. mean so yeah. it, so they hear this that we <laughs> was it two and a half two months yeah, ours was a foregone conclusion. Yeah. There wasn't anyone else on earth. So it was like, marry. yeah, it was it was like crazy. But they hear the story and they're like, so Steve got married two and a half months after you got engaged, and they start laughing. I said, yeah, yeah. you should go talk to him about that. Really, I'm sure he really would like. Either. It was two, two plus, like a yeah. couple of days. Yeah. Two and a few yeah. days. I said, I think you should go, Kevin. I think you should go talk to him about that. I'm sure he'd really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. That you you want to do the Steve Orsillo way. I'm sure that he. Yeah, go, and they're like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. No, you don't. No, you, you don't. don't. No, no but it was, we didn't have anybody, and mm -hmm. there was no mentoring accountability. And I love, I love, I love the, the marriages at the Father's House. Mm. I love it. And mm. everybody that has gotten married, it's, you know, like he said, the ones that were like, you know, the guys out there that were just in the drug community, that, you know, sex was so free-flowing. And to see them when they start talking to a girl who's very, very pure by the world standards, they can't, they don't even know what to say. Yeah, they're no, so intimidating. Yeah, <laughs> I remember Nick <laughs> Zeppi. He was watching. the first time he could talk to Jessica at a um, picnic. Their pastors here, yeah. Yeah, and he goes up to he, he he goes up to her and he says something really goofy like at the picnic, like "Oh my gosh, we're out of forks," and walks and away. And just walks away. He yeah. didn't even you know she she looks at him like <laughs> what? And he, he actually, was so embarrassed. He was so embarrassed. Felt, thought, thought, he felt, he felt like, like a dork, you know. Yeah. yeah. So it's fun. It's fun he, to that, see what his, his, his would be a great scene in a movie. Oh, he was so goofy. How to be dumb. It's a great equalizer. Yeah. Yeah. But what happens is, like his wife, all the others, like Johnny, and there's so many, they they really went after their minds. Hmm. I am not going to think of her like that. Yeah. Sister. And they were countable. You know, I'm really having a hard time not imagining what the honeymoon's going to be like. <laughs> I, and they they had accountability partners that helped them get through. Could and they would arrive captive. at their wedding and they would actually let their wives know, I have not even thought of this. Hmm. For, like they were I think it was I think it was Nick 700 days yeah. wow. I have not let myself think of being with you wow. and uh, all of them have a different number right like I I've been I was in control for 300 days you know and and I was able to overcome the temptation Good. to want to lust after you or anyone else mm -hmm. and allow myself this and I, I I realized that doing this was loving you and yep. I did it to love you and you should the real incredible victory is in the women. They're like, wow, this man and is it, doing such an incredible heroic thing for me. Yeah, right. it sets that foundation for yeah. when you get to the marriage. You talk about 
I know your fingers are kind of messed up, but you yeah. talked about it shouldn't be both of us <laughs> bending in opposite. You know, Correct. we should both be laying our lives down for each other, right? Correct. And so if you're watching on YouTube, it's the it's one pointing to each other, exactly. right? Yeah. It's not everybody like, going going uh, the husband's way and doing his will. It's not everybody yeah. doing the wife's will. In and our it's marriage, definitely not everybody going for the kids. Right. It's you're laying your lives down for each other. And in our marriage, we both our favorite person is her. <laughs> True. That's not, that's that's what this means. <laughs> yeah. But when, when, when I'm her favorite person, Every it's now like this, and, then, huh? and she's mine. Oh boy. Oh, on those days when it's like this. Yeah. Luke, bliss. can you see us for counseling? Steve's in her healing. Heaven bliss. <laughs> Heavenly bliss. Good thing our producer is at, is great at prayer counseling. Yeah, yeah. he's gonna see. Yeah, but he's also we'll just, we'll just turn off right the mics now. and we'll just do that. So. He's in accountable dating and he'll need my favor soon. Okay. The, the truth is that it's just fun. You know, it's it's it's. To have somebody in that's with you, you know, there's so many people who come in and out of my life in mm -hmm. my um, my years, and to have somebody with you, you know, yeah. to do, and we just really love to be together. We just, and we did not put the kids to be number one. Mm -hmm. And lots of Christian marriages, I see it. It's 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 like universal. The kids decide everything. The world revolves around the kids, and we made a priority to start going away um, with each other. Yeah. and made it really special right away um it was um we started when before danielle was born she was actually conceived on a getaway in yeah. hawaii uh -oh. so uh -oh. we had to go to hawaii but we went away for a week at a time that was a good trip and um just really made a priority of just lavishing our love on each other because mm. you forget who each other are you know you're in the mm. trenches with these ki three oh, small yeah. kids i'm in the trenches you're in the trenches right now we, we're in the trench too we still have a s small hairy yeah. man living with us <laughs> yeah we don't have an empty nest <laughs> we don't have an, but anyway we yeah. still do that we still go away we make that a priority because mm -hmm. that's what and that's what you call having your throne in order right Correct. and i want to link that we don't have enough time to go into what that means but we do have some really good teachings yeah. on that Check so it i'm going to link some of those on youtube uh, underneath in the show descriptions and also your son-in-law derek gave a really great teaching uh. Uh, about I've what heard. it means for husbands to love their lo their wives and wives to submit to their husbands. Verse twenty five. Uh, it's a great 22. it's a great sermon, and uh, we're I mean I link both of those. So if your if your interest is piqued uh, in this conversation, you can go and and check out a little bit more of that. And uh, I'm sure we'll we'll get back into it. If you do have questions about this, there's a lot of a lot of things um, we didn't cover. But if you have questions, you can email me. I'll put my email address down there too. And if you want to share the show with somebody else, Please go do. to uncommonpodcast.com. Yeah. We got a lot of new listeners, so good. Welcome. Uh, go ahead and leave us Shout a review out to and, Switzerland. and share it with your friends. Yeah, Priska Hugh. We got Switzerland. Yeah, nice. Priska Hugh. Okay, hi Change Priska. Change your life. Yeah. So uh, appreciate you guys listening, and that's it. We'll see you again next week. Have a great week. Thanks, right. guys.